0: G'day folks, Josh here. Just coming to you from my mixing office, actually. The main studio, the lights are off. Someone's in the building doing something and I've blocked the window in there, as I think I've mentioned in the past, meaning not one tiny little ray of sunshine can actually get into that room, which, yeah, means it's pretty hard to read my notes here. So today we're doing part three of our little mini series, which is kind of titled Mistakes Made Over Nine Years of Conversational Audio. So, this is for chat shows and interview shows predominantly where you're trying to get a very organic, natural kind of conversational feel. So, the last two topics we covered were why is that person on your podcast and why so many big words. Today's topic is too much editing, too little humanity. So, this is something that I've really changed my mind about over time. I used to edit not at all because I didn't know I had to, then when I realized our editing helps, I went way too far into editing to the point where it was almost robotic, the amount of stuff I was cutting out and how rough some of the edits actually were. And I've progressed into a more what I'm calling an organic editing style, which I'll cover off on later. And just so you know what you're about to hear. So I've got three points for how to spot over editing in a podcast both yours and when you're listening to a show just to train your ear a little bit for these things and i heard the other day on a podcast is there any difference between the apple airpods the wired pods the generation 2 standard airpods and the generation 3 or i guess the apple airpods pro so what you're about to hear is me using the wired buds the series 2 buds and the airpods pro all of which I've purchased over the years, to highlight these three points. And then I'm going to jump back into the studio here and talk about what my principles used to be with editing and what they are now in February of 2021. So we'll jump in with the first of my three points for spotting over editing. This is me from my room at home where I used to record, which actually has no sound treatment in it now. So this will give you an idea of what these actually do sound like in a room with carpet and a bookcase but not much else besides a pretty big tv screen and an imax screen so yeah i don't know what it'll sound like compared to this office because this isn't really treated either and i've got a big street out there but i am talking into a sennheiser directional mic which i wasn't obviously when i was on the AirBuds. and i'm running this through a dbx processor with the noise gate on So how it's going to compare to the sound you're hearing now, I'm not sure, but I'm actually keen to hear this myself when it all comes out the other end as an MP3. Okay, this is Josh from the past talking about spotting over editing on the Apple AirPods. So that's the old school style microphone on the actual cord. Righto, let's jump in. You're listening to Dead Set Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Okay, guys, this is the first of my three points on how to spot over editing in your podcast. Just to reiterate, I'm stepping through using Apple EarPods, which I'm on at the moment. That's the old wired style. This is probably around a 2019-ish set, so it actually has the lightning plug on the end and not a one 8 1⁄8-inch stereo plug. So just so you know what you're listening to and can evaluate that later. So the first way to spot over-editing in a podcast is to recognize when the energy levels and the voice tone changes either during a sentence, during a whole segment, multiple times where you're like, oh it feels a little bit like I'm on a ship and we're sitting in a pretty rough ocean here. Kind of like my handwriting actually if you ever get the chance to see that and I hope you don't. The other thing is when there's actual two parts of the same word get jammed together. Now that's usually some pretty rough editing and it's very hard to get that right. So What I would do to alleviate that is maybe to cut out the difficult word. And if you do have two sentences that, for the lack of a better term, are not matched in tone or intonation or delivery, you can actually expand the gap between the last word of what was good and the first word of the second part of what you consider to be releasable audio. Just that slight increase in gap you may seem weird as the person that may be trimming all the gaps down to make it tighter but it will for the listener allow them to fall off one energy level and then to kind of get back on board with a different energy level Righto. so we'll move on to tip number two which I'm going to be recording on some Apple AirPods so wireless headphones and they're the version two so we'll jump in now with Josh on the AirPods version two This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. Hello again, guys. This is a little bit embarrassing. This is actually future Josh jumping in to cover a mistake made by past Josh on the AirPods 2. The last time I went to use these, I did a full recording a couple of minutes and it didn't work. For some reason, the app that I use, which is called iTalk, I'm still using the old iTalk app because I found it super reliable and I like the meter that's on there. So, this is clearly a different time of the day, same room, but my voice probably sounds a bit different. But one thing I found with the AirPods in the last recording, not to go too off topic, was the quality was so poor of the recording that I was actually wondering. Is this actually the AirPods? Because it sounds heaps like the microphone in the phone, given that it's a Bluetooth connection and the quality was a little bit average anyway on a Bluetooth recording. I had to go back and start recording this way just to see if it actually was the phone or just that the AirPods 2 happens to sound absolutely atrocious. And when I say that, the microphone in the new iPhones, the last two generations particularly, is pretty incredible, but not when you're sitting a foot and a half away from it. So if you're hearing this, it means that I've sorted out that issue and I'm confident that you're listening to the AirPods too. I also, I think, having edited some of the other stuff, I think I kept saying AirPods when I should have said earpods with the Wide connection a bunch of times. I'm sorry about that. I did pick that up. So don't worry about the emails and the tweets, guys. Verbal typos, you tend to hear about those. So, just to get on track, the second point for today about spotting over editing is if you separate yourself a little bit time wise from the original recording or the original release, one to two weeks, better yet, maybe three to four weeks, and listen to random parts of an episode. If you can hear that you cut out some of what makes a particular person them because you were trying to do a really refined edit, but it sounds like a a few of the things that I associate with that person, now I can hear that I cut all those out. A good example for me is that I once interviewed a gentleman named Brian Thompson. Firstly, it was for a music marketing show, which he was probably best known for at the time. And then later on, I interviewed Brian again for, I guess, a more creativity and personal development type show that I was doing. He had this particular thing that he would do in his own podcast, which he was a co-host of the Music Biz Weekly at the time and has since moved on many years ago. But he would, when he was thinking, he would kind of go, it was almost like a click click and a really drawn out um mixed together and sometimes it would just be a really long um and that was his thinking sound and it was pretty exaggerated like it wasn't a normal thinking sound that i would heard anyway (laughs) so I can't say for sure that it's not something that a lot of people do but I hadn't personally come across that but when I listened back to those episodes even years later I could hear that I'd edited out some of the things that make Brian, Brian, for the sake of time and getting rid of the word, um, I just chopped those out and it took away a little bit. Yeah. It took away some of his thoughtfulness. So you have to be very careful cutting too much of that kind of stuff out because you may change the person from sounding like a thoughtful, measured kind of person Someone is going to give you a great answer or deliver a well-thought-out answer or at least something where they've taken a moment to give it some level of thought. If you cut too much of that sort of stuff out or the preamble to an answer, if the answer is not strong or not what you might expect or a little bit out of character and you've removed all of the context leading up to that answer, you may make the person sound completely different to what they meant to sound. For example, if I was to say, well, that's kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that question. But having only had a couple of seconds to think about it, here's my answer. And it could be anything. Maybe not the best thought out answer because you're kind of doing it extemporaneously. If you just started with the answer and it wasn't a great answer, you could make your guess sound less prepared. You make them sound dumb if it happens to not be a very good answer. Just with that little bit of context in there, if you leave that in there in some form, the audience knows that it wasn't a pre-prepared question. You haven't just asked them something off a sheet that they've had a week to think about. It adds to the organic feel of the edit that, hey, that was an on-the-fly question and the guests tried to answer it the best that they could. We'll jump back in with what should have been future Josh that's actually past Josh. Righto, guys. Thanks. Thanks. <music> Hey guys, just quickly, if you wanted to save 30% on your first editing job, whether that's a package of five episodes or a single episode, email free30 in the subject line to hello at deadsetpodcasting.com. Let me know what you want edited and we can go from there. So save 30%, use the subject line free30 and email hello at Deadset Podcasting. And thank you for being absolutely amazing and listening to this episode. Righto, back to it. Okay, guys. So I'm back on the AirPods Pro. And one thing I will say is if you're going to use these to record, and I found this talking to my dad on the phone the other day, maybe turn off the noise cancellation Because you may find that you can't actually hear your own voice properly, which is a little bit disorienting. So what I actually do is put them onto the transparency mode, which personally I think just allows me to feel most natural when I'm speaking. So it will hype up the high end of your voice, so just ignore that. You're really getting a pretty hyped up version, but it's so... It doesn't feel like you're hearing a noise cancel version of your own voice coming back. So my final point for today, how to spot potential over-editing in your podcast, is when you listen back a couple of weeks later and you're listening maybe more as a pure listener or you're much more objective about the episode or the edit itself, if it sounds like to you as the host – someone that was there when the original recording was done if it sounds like you changed the meaning of what your guest or guest was saying by doing certain cuts and certain edits or you cut out the lead up potentially to a good point and or the preamble and you changed how it felt to hear that guest delivered that answer or that information that feeling of uneasiness can come from over editing. Basically changing essentially what the person said and you might be doing it for all the right reasons to try to make them sound sharper, smarter, not so long-winded, whatever the reason is that you maybe made that decision to edit that way, doesn't always mean that the edit is better. And for the sake of the guest, the point they were trying to make, and this can be the same for even yourself or your co-host, maybe do what I would call a rough edit first. And that's where you're looking for basically disfluences. So cutting out your ums, your ahs, all that kind of stuff. And if you have the chance or end all the time, maybe listen to it at that point and then do what's maybe more a full content edit in your mind. That particular story there that feels long-winded Does it need to actually have all of that information to make sense? And, or if I start cutting stuff out, will I actually make the person sound silly, mean, rushed, insensitive? Which seems to happen a lot in podcasts now, whether people know it or not. That sometimes when you cut something out, you can actually change the whole context around something. It could have been, it might be a joke, and you've turned it into a declarative statement. And you've cut out so much of it or so much of a story that it doesn't make sense. So that's what I would suggest there, that if you're getting an uneasy feeling about your own edit, you might be over-editing. So we'll jump back in with regular Josh now. And what I'm basically going to cover back in the studio is my editing principle 2012 through 2016-17 versus how I edit shows now. And there is some differences there. So, hopefully, that wasn't too harsh on your ears. I'm not sure how all those things sound recording this now because I haven't edited any of this yet. So, hopefully, it wasn't atrocious. But I stepped up in terms of generation when they came out, essentially, and cost. So, Wide Buds, AirPods 2, and AirPods Pro. So, I did mention in the intro, I was going to talk about what my ethos for editing used to be, so this would be 2012, 2013 when I first realized that editing probably would help my shows, through to 2017 where I was editing really heavily down to slight imperfections in speech. All the disfluencies I could get rid of, I would get rid of regardless if they were contextually relevant or not, like a little mumble or a fumble when someone's thinking, a lot of that stuff was gone. And how in the last maybe two years, I've changed my mind a little bit about that from 2019-ish onwards, I've been editing a little differently. So to encapsulate my old editing mindset, it would probably be this, make everyone sound super smart and cut out any and all verbal disfluencies. That was my main focus. Make myself and the person I was speaking to sound smarter, sharper, funnier, All those things. That was what I cared about most. My principle now is this. Edit the show so it doesn't sound edited. So I'm aiming for intelligibility, which I'll cover off, enjoyability, and replicability. So those are all big words, and I know I've talked in the past, but they were the only ways I could describe shorthand what I'm trying to achieve here. Intelligibility, what I'm looking to do is to remove some but not all of the disfluencies. So the conversation flows better, is more enjoyable to listen to, but doesn't sound like a robot or two robots trying to communicate with each other. You don't want it to sound like Schwarzenegger from the first Terminator movie talking to another Schwarzenegger from another Terminator movie, except the most recent one because he was quite funny in that one. About the only good bit of that movie, by the way. Enjoyability. Enjoyability. To have an organic feel and tone, but mostly to limit choppy edits. So where tonal changes happen, where intonation or energy has a really dramatic change or a noticeable change, don't let those type of edits where you're just chopping something out to get rid of it actually affect other elements of the listening experience. It's okay to get rid of an um or an r ah or a tangent, but if you're then basically gluing together two segments of a podcast that don't match tone, energy, vocal intonation, any of those things, you're going to make it less enjoyable for the listener, not more, because you are so intent on getting rid of a couple of ums and ahs in there. Replicability. This is probably the thing that I'm most focused on now, and that is to commit to an editing style or amount that actually you can do for months or years not just weeks. Like If I treated every show like my show on the Bubble podcast with the amount of editing that goes into that, which I would call scalpel editing, if I tried to do that with my show Punching Sideways, which comes out one or two times a week and is much longer, and I was trying to do that level of editing, the show just wouldn't happen. I've had to commit to a more organic, gentle level of editing. So, I'm basically going for intelligibility and enjoyability and I'm not doing any scalpel level editing on punching sideways at all except for maybe things like lip smacks which a lot of people would let through I just don't like hearing mouth noise I guess so I do maybe edit a little bit more of that out than some people would but mostly it's get rid of the big standalone ums and ahs unless it changes tone in there or they're using it as a thinking sound then I would probably now being 2021, I would just leave that in there. Anything that makes it sound like you're listening to a human being and not a chopped up robotic version of a human being, I leave all that in now. So maybe that's part of the enjoyability factor or the organic edit as I'm starting to call it. Okay. I did promise I was going to keep this short. I haven't done that yet. I'm super excited about the next couple of months of the show. I've got a few international correspondents, as I'm calling them, coming back on the show, which I think is great. So that's super exciting. And in the next episode of our mini-series here, this one will actually be quick. It's called, We Can Hear That You're Out In The World, Stop Stressing About It. So for people that go to conferences or do on-location recordings or maybe have to record in a pub instead of their studio, you don't even need to listen to that episode if you don't want to. I mean, I'd love it if you did, but just don't talk about the environment in a negative way. We can gather a lot of auditory information from the actual audio podcast itself. No one's going to hold it against you that if it's obvious that you're at a convention, they're not going to expect that it sounds like when you're in your studio or your vocal booth. So that's the next episode, but obviously it'll be much more fleshed out. Still trying to keep it short though. You can support this show that you're listening to, Dead Set Podcasting, by going to deadsetpodcasting.com and clicking on an episode or sharing it. There's also a buy me a coffee button there. Or if you want to bypass going to the website and just throw a few freckles our way, buymeacoffee.com slash deadpod. That's buymeacoffee.com slash deadpod. And just remember, as far as we're concerned, a share is as good as a dollar. So if you want to just share the show with someone you think it can help, that would really mean the world to us. Righto. At Joshua C. Liston on all of the social stuff. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.